Drinks, food, art, fun. This is Hops and Spirits Kentucky. The calendar has officially flipped into May, and also the Derby's been run, so that means we're getting pretty close to summertime. I hope your week is off to a good start, and we've got a good episode for you this week as we continue our Road Trip 2023 series, and we head up to Cincinnati, although, as you'll see, it has a cool connection to what we do here on Hops and Spirits Kentucky, which is talk about food, drinks, fun, and so much more. You'll just have to wait for that. Uh, Before we get into that, though, what's pouring around Kentucky? Some news and notes. More than 20 food trucks representing 14 different nationalities will converge at Louisville's Waterfront Park Big Four Lawn on Saturday, May 13th for the International Food Truck Festival from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Entry into the festival is free and cultural performances will take place throughout the day with a headlining event concert rounding out the event. You can check out their Facebook event page for for more details. Black Soil announced a new monthly dinner series in Lexington that blends agriculture, mental health, and the arts into one space. Heal Over a Meal will take place at the Living Arts and Science Center in Lexington and include a dinner, presentations from local mental health professionals, and networking. The Burl in Lexington has announced its first ever Burl County Fair, an event that merges music festivals with nostalgic county fairs from Friday, September 8th to Sunday, September September 10th, residents can enjoy games, rides, petting zoos, and more. Keep an eye out for for when the live music lineup drops this week. Then in Louisville, again, number 15, named after Kentucky being the 15th state to join the union, is the latest bar music venue to hit Whiskey Row. Scheduled to open May 18th, the Social Hall, located at 121 West Main Street in a building that was previously the last vacant building on Whiskey Row, will stretch across five stories in a basement and feature a music venue and three bars. It's the second concept from Spencer Franck, CEO of Numbers Holding Company, which opened the first location, number 36, in Denver, Colorado. Louisville's chef Edward Lee has officially opened his first Korean steakhouse, Nami, which is part of Martin on Main, a new six-story apartment and retail complex in Butchertown. And a new bar and restaurant concept called Sphinx is opening in the former Gold Bar space in Butchertown, which closed last August. The new owners, Brian and Kristen Grubb, plan to keep the neighborhood bar vibes and introduce a modern Southern-inspired menu of shareable and handheld items. So a lot going on in the world of food and drink here in Kentucky. But up next is our Q&A with Jimmy Longbottom of Longbottom Bird Ranch as we continue our Road Trip Series 2023 and see how birds tie in with drinks and fun. Enjoy. Remember to check out Hops and Spirits on social media at Hop Spirits, all one word, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also find Hops and Spirits on YouTube and at HopSpirits.com. Joining us here for our Q&A as part of our Road Trip Series 2023. You might be wondering why why birds and ducks have anything to do with maybe drinks and food in Kentucky, but you'll soon find out. Let's welcome in Jimmy Longbottom, the founder. I'm going to also call you the Duck Whisperer there at Longbottom Bird Ranch. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to chatting about ducks and beer and breweries, all my favorite things. (laughs) <laughs> well, and that's exactly kind of how this, this happened. I wasn't able to get out to Mirror Twin when you were down here in Lexington recently, but I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then all of a sudden I discovered that you've got a whole tour happening. Um, you know, and I think you'll be back in Kentucky uh, in Lexington later on, but you're also up in the greater Cincinnati area. And we'll, we'll touch on all that here in a second, but the Cliff Notes version about yourself. But like I said, don't give me too much info because we've got some good questions coming up. 
<laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, so I run a duck retirement community is what I like to call it, but I think, um, you know, it's it's basically a duck rescue, a duck sanctuary, and we take in domestic ducks, and we're on the west side of Cincinnati, Ohio, but like you said, uh, we travel all around the tri-state doing different events and fun stuff. Well, and I guess, how did you and having ducks happen? How did that happen? When did that start for you? Uh, yeah, so I started as a, um, oh, you're in Kentucky. So, you know, I'm, I was a big uh, Wendell Berry nerd and I read all of uh, his stuff and Wes Jackson stuff. And I really wanted to do something to kind of get more in touch with like the, the food chain or for me. So I started with a flock of backyard chickens. So I got a bunch of chickens. I wanted to raise them for eggs. Uh, and I did that. And then one day, I was in uh, the feed store and in the tub next to the chickens is a tub and it has ducks in it. And I was like, well, this has got to be as easy as raising chickens. Uh, it was not. Uh, it turned out to be uh, pretty difficult. I had them when I was a kid. I guess uh, my parents did all the hard work when I was a kid. <laughs> so I started sharing that information with uh, people online and on uh, you know local Facebook groups being like, hey, I've got these ducks. I found out that know pretty hard to take care of but this is what i have learned and instead of that uh helping other people with ducks they in turn were like oh cool do you have maybe some more space you can just take my duck and, and that is how that first domino fell and i just kept saying uh yeah i, I guess i got a little bit more room uh, and that's how it, that's how it began well I, I was about ready to say then because that's like the perfect segue is when did uh you all of a sudden become the retirement home for yeah. for for folks that were kind of abandoning, in a sense, you know, those domesticated ducks. Uh, yeah, it went. It is funny because the the switch flipped really suddenly. Where I was, you know, these were my pet ducks, and I love ducks, and I was raising ducks, and then all of a sudden, I feel like I woke up one day. I'm like, oh no, I'm a duck rat. <laughs> I, I don't. When did this happen? Uh, when uh, COVID uh lockdown happened i got furloughed for my job and that's kind of when i uh turned everything up a little bit i live in a neighborhood so i had you know my flock was my backyard but we've only got like three quarters of an acre so there's only so much you can do so i found a farm uh and i leased uh acreage off of them to start raising ducks out there and that was uh right like 2020 right when uh lockdown began and that's when everything turned up and I just started taking in uh, every duck. And and for those that don't maybe understand what the difference is, what is the biggest difference between wild ducks and domestic ducks? Because there is a difference. Yes. Yeah. And this is, uh, you know, the number one thing we really talk about, because I think the issue um, that we have with people dumping ducks is you get a duck from a feed store as a pet. You decide you no longer want to keep it. And you're like, well, I see ducks down at the park all of the time. So I don't want this duck anymore. It can just go live in the wild like it's supposed to with its its friends. Uh, but they can't survive out there because domestic ducks, although they have all the same pieces of a wild duck, they are breeds that we people have bred through generations to be fat and flightless because they're meat ducks. So they can't fly like those wild ducks. They're about depending on the breed, they can be four times the size of a wild duck. That's why they can't fly. They're too heavy. Uh, so they can't survive out there because they can't migrate south when it gets cold. Up here, that's a big issue. Uh, they can't fly away from predators that are trying to get them. 
And if they get dumped someplace where there isn't a great food source, wild ducks can fly to somewhere else that has food while these domestic ducks can't. So if you're somebody who gets a pet duck and you leave it um, at a park where it doesn't have a good food source, it's either going to starve to death, freeze to death when winter gets there, or it's going to be the first thing the coyote gets uh, when it comes through the park. Uh, and people, uh, you know, you don't know that until you know it. And we are uh, fortunate that we do a lot of live events. And that's the first thing. If you learn nothing else, when you come to our events, you have to hear me say that. I say it a thousand times because we just want to amplify that message and get the word out about that. That that way you don't get any more ducks in your retirement I, facility. Yeah. Cause they, right. Cause I can't just keep taking every duck in the world. I mean, I'm every time I take in a new duck, I say, I don't have any more space, but then somehow we figure it out. But uh, yeah, we just got to stop the leak, right? That's what well, we're trying to do. And, and I was going to say, and for those that are like going, okay, maybe I do want a pet duck. What should they know about raising pet ducks and what goes in with that? Because like you said, it's not as, as simple as one might might assume. Yeah, I think that that is, I think there are a lot of people who want pet ducks who, you know, I'd see them online all the time. We have a lot of people on social media who follow us who are great pet owners and love learning about um, how to take care of their ducks and they love their ducks uh, the big big things to know uh, they're not chickens that sounds pretty obvious but chickens hey everybody get chickens i have chickens they're great they're very passive they're easy to take care of uh, ducks need water to swim in all the time but they also need dry bedding to sleep on so keeping that balance is really difficult so it's a lot of mucking and cleaning up um, a lot more than with chickens uh ducks uh the, uh the general way to put this so mating season lasts for four months and male ducks are uh very violent during mating season to the point where they will kill the females they will kill the other males um males are usually the ducks that people dump because they don't lay eggs and people you know they, you're not getting eggs from them what are you going to use them for plus then people find out they're really mean so I have a majority of my ducks are male ducks for that reason. So right now, if you check us out on Instagram, I posted last night that I have built um, the Shawshank prison for ducks, <laughs> which is a barn and it has 12 different cells in it right now. And they all have to be completely separated until the end of June um, so that they're safe. But that sounds terrible. It is. Uh, so if you're thinking about getting a duck just now, it's, that's <laughs> part of the deal. That's part of the care. You you have to be prepared for all things that can happen. And, yes. and, and I think that's maybe where people go wrong is they just don't maybe read up enough and, and learn enough. Yeah. Simple, like uh, just a little Google search before you um, get a duck is a good idea, but you know, at feed stores, you can buy them basically as an impulse buy, which is difficult. If your, your kid's standing next to you and says, can we please get one of these ducks? Uh, I mean, I buy feed there all the time. I watch it happen and you know, mom and dad are like, I guess. So, uh, yeah, look into it a little bit before you do that. And, and obviously, like you said, it, it's kind of grown for you where you were kind of just, you had, had some next thing, you know, you're, you're, you're gaining a, a whole, a whole flock uh, of ducks. When did Longbottom bird ranch kind of become a, a thing and become, you know, something that you, you were sharing with everybody? Uh, so I, I guess two years ago, so after I had taken in um, a lot of birds, I knew that I wanted to do something 
to help educate people because uh, I realized this was a problem and I was going to fall into this place where I was just taking in every domestic duck in the tri-state area and I couldn't do that. So I went to a local park up here and I paid them to let me rent a, a shelter and I advertised everywhere and I said, here's a class about ducks. I'll bring some ducks. You can meet some ducks. And so uh, a bunch of people turned out. It was like, it was very exciting. It was like a big success. A lot of people came out and I got to tell them a lot of the information that I tell people now. Uh, and then at the end, I was like, oh, if anybody wants to give me a couple bucks, I paid a lot of money to do this today. And all <laughs> the people came up and they uh, gave me money to pay for the shelter. Uh, and that's kind of where it started. And I always tell, I like to tell that story because it's funny because there was a, uh, that same park district now like pays us to come out there and do the same thing. So I'm like, oh, it's a nice turnaround. We're, we're already, we've moved into the, into the red, right? So, um, but uh, that's kind of how it started. And then from there, um, a brewery, I've worked in breweries pretty much my whole career. Uh, that's how the, to tie into birds and brews and a local brewery, high grain brewing here in Cincinnati reached out to me for their anniversary party and said, would you bring some ducks up here for the anniversary? I was like, yeah, okay. And uh, that's how it started. I did that event and uh, it kind of clicked because, you know, people that go to breweries are um, cool for the most part. I found uh, really generous and it's a great place to meet people who are, uh, aren't seeking out this information. Maybe people who aren't going to be Googling, hey, tell me more about domestic ducks. Instead of, you know, you finding me, I get to show up at your brewery and you walk by and everyone who walks by has to stop and be like, why uh, why are there ducks at this brewery? And then I get to tell them. <laughs> I was going to say, it's a, it's a great conversation starter. And, it, and it's so yeah. cool to see how how that ha has come up. And, and for those that are curious, like how many ducks do you have? And is it only just ducks at the bird ranch? Uh, it's not. Uh, so we've got other birds, I'll tell you in two seconds. But so with the number of ducks I have, uh, I I try and I shy away from saying the actual number anywhere that it's recorded or that, you know, I'm posted about it because uh, there's like um, uh, zoning things and all that. But I would say if you thought of a number right now, I don't know what number you have in your head, but if you thought of one, I would almost guarantee you it's more than that number. I'm almost positive, but I don't, I don't want to say the exact number. I understand. I don't want to get yeah. anyone in trouble. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, yeah. So we also have, so we have the chickens, like I said. Um, I also have a couple of uh, Canadian geese with uh, one has uh, her wing amputated. Um, ended up with those because we don't take in Canadian geese. I'm not a wildlife uh sanctuary or rescue as a matter of fact if a wildlife sanctuary or rescue is listening to this i have a couple canadian geese for you <laughs> i haven't been able to find one yet but uh, they got hit by a car and sometimes we also do uh, transportation so like someone will reach out to us and i'll go capture and maybe bring to a wildlife rescue or rehab because it's one of the skills i picked up is catching birds um, but with these two i kind of got stuck holding the potato because the wildlife rescue then wouldn't take them so while I was trying to find a place, I went and had the work done to save them. So they pulled bullets out of them and amputated these wings. So then I eventually found a sanctuary, but they're like, we're just going to euthanize them. 
um, which, you know, with Canadian geese, it's tough. There's a lot of them. They can't save everyone. But my thought at the time was uh, I spent a lot of money keeping these uh, two geese alive. I'm not prepared to do that. So uh, we've still got them hanging out out there until uh, we find a forever home for them. But they seem to be pretty happy with the ducks for the last six months or so. I was going to say they're just hang hanging out with, with, with their friends. And and, yeah. and like and like you said, at, at the end of the day, you know, how this all came to be uh, being on this show is your birds and brews tour. How in the obviously I know it started with one brewery, but yeah. it's kind of built a little bit since then. <laughs> sure. Uh, yes. Uh, so last year, so after I did the high grain event, uh, I, you know, I've been trying to explore ways to amplify the message of the plights of domestic ducks, um, get that out in front of people, and then to also raise some money for us because this has become very expensive. And uh, I am a guy, I'm a bartender, like, you know, this, <laughs> I make okay money but this i can't pay for this whole thing so uh instead of doing uh you know what i say a lot of places do just because it's it's kind of what you're used to is that please help us we need money we need food i wanted to do some kind of value exchange where you know i spend your kids get to come up meet ducks play with ducks and then you know they had a good time and then you feel compelled to put some money into our jar so because that brewery event went so well uh, I just, and I knew so many people at breweries, you know, from work, I figured that would be an easy place to start. And uh, it turned out great because uh, so many breweries were excited about the idea of having ducks at the brewery as a cool event. There are some places that thought it was a little weird and wasn't for them. <laughs> uh, and because it is such a unique uh, event, we got so much attention, which really helped amplify the message. So we had a lot of um, news outlets pick us up and, you know, we still do today. I mean, I'm talking to you right now, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, uh, which has been awesome for what we're trying to do, which is get this message in front of people. And not to mention, uh, like I had said before, people at breweries are just really cool and generous. So you go out on a Saturday, you're having a beer, you're feeling good. And then, you get to meet some ducks feel good buy a t-shirt buy a sticker you know it's great i was gonna say it's it's a cool thing and like you said it's really educational and and you see it all the time with you know maybe other type of rescues you know and you know you think of dogs and and cats and, and uh, ducks are just just like that they're they can be pets too <laughs> yeah yeah well i think that's one of the biggest things that we run into is i have so many people say people get ducks as a pet and you're like, yeah, they do. And that's why I love doing the brewery events because in the like bubble of um, like farms and all that, that I live in on social media, everyone on there already knows. So I'm not preaching to the choir if I talk to any of them. Uh, at breweries, you get to meet people from all walks of life and tell them something they probably didn't know just because it's information they've never had the chance to come across. Uh, so it's great. And then, like I said, you were down here in Lexington uh mirror twin just recently i think you're coming in july to, to ethereal down here and then there's a whole plethora of other places you're, you're hitting in the tri-state area uh, and and so forth how do these stops work how how long are you here you bring in a couple ducks how, how does that that work yeah um i'm glad you asked i don't this is something i spent a lot of time thinking about but i never get to talk to anyone about except the ducks uh 
I will. So I started out last year. I only did Cincinnati breweries because I wanted to test the waters. And then this year, uh, you know, I'd been to most breweries in Cincinnati. I wanted to go a little bit further, but I don't want to keep the ducks in the car for six hours while we drive to Nashville or something. So uh, I picked some cities within two hours of Cincinnati, which lucky for me, Cincinnati is centrally located. So we're going to Lexington, Louisville, uh, Columbus, Chillicothe, Indianapolis. And we uh, show up. I set up a little pen outside or depending on the brewery inside, uh, set up a merch table, set up a little pool for the ducks. They swim around for about three hours. Uh, I pick them up. I let people pet them, meet them. Uh, sometimes hold them depending on the person and the how the ducks are feeling and get to talk about what we do and the breweries uh, have been amazing partner without exception amazing partners in every stop uh, so I mean that's basically that's how the event works and uh, everyone seems to have a good time and, and God willing the rain holds off and we have a good event uh, and like I said it, it's it's a great way for folks to learn and and have a beer and I'm I'm guessing like I said, you enjoy having a, a, a beer too. And so it's kind of a win-win for you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> one of my, yeah. One of the best parts is that somehow I, I seem to leave each event with a couple six packs from the breweries. They're all very, very cool like that. So uh, my wife is uh, always very excited that our fridge stays stocked. If I may keep ducks in the garage that she's not wild about, but at least a six pack shows up when I come home. I was going to say, it's a trade-off at the end of the day. It's a trade-off. And and like you you said, you know, obviously people are are very generous and and sometimes they are able to give some money. Other times uh, it's, it's different. If people do want to give back to, to the bird ranch and things, what, what are some of the ways they can do that? Well, uh, you can, so obviously, you know, money makes this world go around out here. So you can donate uh, on our website. There's a place for you to donate. Like I talked about before, we do like to do like a certain like a value exchange if possible. So we sell things. So you buy a T-shirt, buy stickers. All those are for sale online. Um, you know, you don't have extra money. I don't have extra money. Uh, follow us on social media and share the help me amplify the message by sharing what we what we do, or just come out to an event, an event and learn about what we do. Uh, and then there is uh, volunteering opportunities, but it is not. It doesn't look like a lot of people who volunteer with us think that I uh, need help uh, feeding ducks treats or uh, maybe like petting ducks. And that's not what I need help with. <laughs> I need help with uh, cleaning stuff and big projects. Uh, so if you're some someone who's interested in that, you can. there's a form on the website. You can shoot me an email on there. And the other thing that I really need help with is at these tour stops, I have a in a merch setup, and it's hard for me to manage that and to handle the animals. So if you're in one of these cities and you see a date that you're free, if you want to come out and help me collect money and sell T-shirts, uh, it's a huge help. So a lot a lot of different ways ways to give back, and I think you've also got a, a fun event coming up here in May, and that is the Great Rubber Ducky Duck Race on uh, May 20th. Yeah, it's our our most ambitious <laughs> event yet. I'm laughing because before we got on, I was sending a long email detailing my plan for the race to uh, the owner of the business we're going to be at. But uh, yeah, we're going to be at Cobalt Station, which is a restaurant on the east side of Cincinnati in Milford. And we ended up there because the owner of that restaurant had two ducks that got loose and got attacked by a coyote. 
um, in the winter. And uh, she reached out to me and I took them in and I was able to rehab them. So we still have those two ducks. So uh, she was like, if you want to do an event out here. And I was like, yeah. So here's what I want to <laughs> do. You got a big creek out back. I want to dump a bunch of rubber duckies in it and race them. So that's what we're doing. So on the 20th, we're going to have our rescued ducks out there from noon to three. At two o'clock, uh, we're going to be racing rubber duckies down the Red Creek. And the winners are going to get uh, some big gift baskets. A lot of local businesses have given us gift cards and swag uh, to make gift baskets out of a lot of businesses that just want to support one way or another. Uh, and if you are not local to Cincinnati and you can't be there, you can still register a duck on the website. And if you win, I will ship the prize to you. We have prizes for people who aren't local. So if you don't go to our, you know, Mazunte, the local Mexican restaurant, I have a basket of stuff for someone who's out of town too. Well, it sounds like a, a lot of fun and a, and a great way to to give back. And and I guess to to wrap things up, what's what's the next step here for the for the bird ranch? What are you hoping to to accomplish as as the year goes on and maybe as you look toward the future? Yeah, yeah. Um I not much of a five-year plan kind of guy, but <laughs> five uh, I would say yeah, yeah, maybe. But maybe. Uh the uh you know, getting our message in front of as many people as possible is really what the goal is. But uh a concrete thing that I would like to to see happen and is possible is they sell ducklings at feed stores all through the tri-state. It is, like I mentioned before, an impulse buy. You go in, and if you're 18 years old and you just think it'd be fun to bring a duck and make a TikTok video with it, you can buy them today. You can go. Uh, I would like to uh, see that stop at the feed stores. We have local hatcheries, so you can still support that. You can still buy ducklings at local hatcheries, but if you're taking that extra step to go to a hatchery to get your ducks, uh, you're probably taking the extra step to learn about ducks. So uh, getting rid of them in the feed store tubs is really what my end game is. I think that that will clear up about 75% of this domestic duck dumping issue. And as a matter of fact, if uh, the mayor of Cincinnati is listening, I've been emailing you, get back at me. <laughs> but that's probably the uh, the end game. Well, well hopefully that can put you into retirement from from the bird ranch and that yeah. that would be a, a good thing but until then folks can check you out on, on social media and maybe grab a beer or a cider or or, or a drink at, at one of the stops on the tour and learn about some some good information and also see some ducks because who doesn't want to see some ducks when you're having a drink i know i do <laughs> exactly exactly it's a good time and jimmy thank you for for sharing this with me and and folks like i said swing by one of the stops there's a full tour list on the website and social media and i and I, I think it'd be well worth your time great thank you so much appreciate you having us on find more from hops and spirits at hopspirits.com thanks everybody bye